martial arts actress you see kicking butt all over film and TV. You are listening to the Atomic Podcast, where a friend blows up the news on a verbal scale. Ladies and gentlemen, she's a stunt woman, she's an actress, and she's in the martial arts hall of fame. Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Santos. Crystal, how you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good in New York City enjoying this beautiful weather. How is everything about you? Oh, beautiful. It's been a nice little, like, breeze today, too, so it's been nice over here. Oh, how's everything in Los Angeles, California? It, like, you know, everything is fine. The cars are moving. Everybody's daydreaming. So, all the time, you know. Well, okay, you know there's traffic, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave that part out. That's not the dreamy part. Just so you know, not the dreamy part. It's just an acceptance of a reality. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we, I, at least you don't have to wear North Face jackets. You don't have to worry about snow. That's true. That is true. I, you know what? I will look at pictures. Right? <laughs> <laughs> don't, you know, don't be embarrassed. You know, I have to say, though, I confess to this. I live in Los Angeles, and it is, when it is 54 degrees, I will put on my snow coat. I swear, I'm embarrassed. Myself, but I'm not, and I will run around in that thing at 54 degrees. Oh my uh-huh. god, you're nuts! <laughs> I, I am a big baby. I, <laughs> when it comes to the cold, oh my god, god, you guys are amazing. I can brave it out. Is all I have to say. <laughs> oh. So, um, you've been in California, Los Angeles, all your life, right? Yeah, born and raised. Born and raised, and um, um, how 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 did you? was integrated into, like, sports and, like, martial arts and everything. Was that at an early age? Well, my dad was a boxer, so it was sort of, I was raised that way. And that's just a way of life for our family. Mm-hmm. So, you just, and I kept along that path and something that I enjoyed, uh, different styles of martial arts. And boxing was a great way to grow up because, you know, most martial arts have the belt system. Yeah. I'm in Kung Fu, so it's hit and miss with the belt system. I don't personally like the belt system. I don't think... It shouldn't be your goal. You should just always train so that if, God forbid, something happens to you, you are able to defend yourself and defend others. Mm-hmm. That is the goal. The goal is not the belt. Um... So I'm kind of, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, everybody goes and has these different rankings. I, my actual, you know, my title in martial arts is master, which is still uncomfortable to me. Uh, but I think I like to train, and I always tell people to train to for reality, for life, for practicality. It's, what good is it if you went and bought a belt online and yet you're attacked and you can't do anything? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm... even for actors and actresses, like, you can tell just the real view on film, yeah. that you know what you're doing, and you can tell they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many titles do you have? Because you're, like, you're inducted in the Masters Hall of Fame, right? You're in the Munich uh-huh. Hall of Fame. Um, just just, just give, me the, give me the rundown of all your accolades. Oh, okay. I was inducted in the World One Martial Arts Council, inducted into the Action Magazine Martial Arts Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. inducted into the Munich Hall of Fame, and upcoming the Italian Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, and congratulations on that. I've just seen that. Thank you. Thank no problem. You, you know, um, and it's funny because, again, not something I ever thought out. It was something that my, my seafood thought I was, you know, um, ready for, and I was really surprised when that happened. Wow. So you've been you've been doing this at an early like how old exactly was you when you started training like how old exactly? I have no idea. All I know is I punched my first little boy when he was three years old. <laughs> and and that story actually is kind of funny. My mom said it was me and I was three and the neighbor's little boy was like almost five 
Mm-hmm. And he's scooting closer to me, and I was in my little love playing, and he kept getting closer to me, and I thought, oh, how cute, he's going to give her a kiss on the cheek. It's going to be so cute. Mm-hmm. You know, like little kids, and my, and my mom and me were like, oh, it's going to be cute. She said, no sooner had that child put his lips on your cheek, you decked him right off that bench. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she said, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he was a pattern, let's just say that. Yeah, I was a, I was a late thriller. <laughs> wow. My, my dad did a good job there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I say, but, um, yeah, like, but you was, you like, it's so amazing because like you know at an early age you know especially being on, on being a female like taking up fighting and action you know not, you know i guess a lot of girls shy from that but you know you didn't shy from that at all right well i think when it's your environment and your reality yeah. it's normal okay do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like it was normal to me it's what you do it's example if you were a mechanic and your child had watched you since they were small they would know how to fix cars yeah, true. If you're, you know, anything you do, like if you're a, a computer programmer, your child will be doing computer programming. If you're a guitarist, at the age of three, by the time that child's two or three, he might surpass your skills. Yeah. Um, so it, it's environment. It's how you're, it's what you, that child, it was their, how would I say, introduced to or what they're around. Yeah. Oh, and then, um, at the age of, of 18, you trained in Muay Thai as well? Yes, I did. I trained in Muay Thai. And that was, you know, I really enjoyed that. And I still do train on occasion in Muay Thai. I do. Um, okay. I go out to the Master Air Fantip uh, gym in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a great style. There's a lot of, it's so interesting to me. The movements have always been very, what's more interesting. How, I mean, my first love, that became my first love is, you know, styles of Kung Fu. Yeah. I, they're more, they're fluid and they're just beautiful, elegant, practical. And also, Kung Fu has a, a life. Meaning, you know, you have your competitive, uh, your competitive beginning, you know, you evolve. And when you're older, you do what Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. So you always have something to do in Kung Fu. You know, and it's very much into healing arts and uh, things of that nature. So, yeah. you know, um, you never got confused with the different forms of, like, you know, Wing Chun and and like the other different styles. Um, you incorporated them into your own, right? Yeah, everything is very fluid. Like I even studied, um, you know, four years of grappling and some jujitsu, and just about a probably a year and a half of taekwondo. I, you know, honestly, what's great about always learning different styles is in film, I come across a variety of martial artists, and they are skilled in kickboxing and, you know, Muay Thai and so many different forms and styles that when you're doing a flight choreography with them, it's really nice to be at least familiar with their art mm-hmm. because it helps you together make a really ma- amazing fight scene using both of your styles or, or a variety of styles so it that's why if you ever watch fight mm-hmm. a lot of times on film they don't usually watch our fights so they don't don't usually look the same mm-hmm. there are similar movements but because of the infusion of different styles within a fight Mm-hmm. So, you know, instead of 
I don't, my Siku is really big on the coaching of the grade, and it's always about we are always students and never masters, mm-hmm. and we're always learning. So if someone invites me to learn a new style, I'm going to go and check it out. And, you know, the benefit of that is if I'm going to go to work and I'm working with another actor who is also a martial art artist, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a taekwondo master. I am not a taekwondo master. Okay. The benefit is, I yes, I have studied a little bit of it to understand it, so I respect it. Whereas, instead of going in and saying, well, let's just do it my way because my way is better than your way. No, this is, this is not right or appropriate. And it doesn't, doesn't garner the better result either. So, you know, when you're able to work together and everybody has cross-trained in a variety of styles, you will find better fight sequences in film. Speaking of like film and stunts, how did you, you know, who led you into being a stunt performer? Well, I fell into it. Ha ha ha! I got jokes. <laughs> um, you know, I actually was volunteering. I used to work at Mattel Toys, and oh, cool. I was in market re- in international market research, and I saw Hot Wheels, surprise, surprise, and boys toys. And always the top yeah. <laughs> And we, had, I was volunteering for a group called Girls Inc. You know, help some of the inner city girls, um, you know, learn about different occupations and what they could do if they couldn't afford to go to college or, you know, different alternate paths in life. There was a stunt car driver there. And I got to talking. One of the girls wanted me to ask her a bunch of questions because she was very shy. Mm-hmm. She was in, um, she was in foster care. Yeah. And so I went to ask a bunch of questions. And at the time, I was really, you know, completely shredded because I was, you know, treating so much, fighting, stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> and when I'm talking to, um, her name was Georgia. Uh-huh. I was talking to Georgia, she, she, we get to talk about cars because I also used to race cars. And I knew a lot about cars, hence why I worked at the job at Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, what do you do? And I told her, well, I'm, I work at Mattel Toys in international market research. She goes, no, what do you do? I go, that's what I do. And I'll never forget this conversation. She goes, not built like that, sweetie. No, that's not what you do with your time. <laughs> and I go, oh, you mean the fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, the, the 
When you went into stunt, though, did you totally left Mattel, though? Did you give in your notice, or you was doing both? Yeah, I just, I just quit. Wow. Well, what was the sal- Was the salary good, though? Was it a good salary? Um, yeah, it was. It was great. Wow. Well, I, I, I've always been known to do, uh, just decide to do something, go do it 100%, and I don't turn back. Yeah. You know, the way, the way that I did when I was making instance, though, is I found a more flexible job that I can go on there at a variety of hours, and I, was, I became an immigration paralegal for a while. Wow. So that was, that was for when I was breaking in a stunt, that sort of helped me out with that. Yeah. Um, what is the most difficult part about being a stunt woman? Um, what fears you have to overcome? I don't, I don't know about that, but I would say... A fascinating thing to me is then, that's not bothersome, I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm used to it, and all the women are, but if you go to set and you see wardrobe, what women are given, we're usually given, you know, bodysuit outfits, and men get baggy clothes, and they put dump pads under there, they're all padded up. Women are padded up. No, mm. women actually take more of a beating than some men. Yeah. You know, that's what's fascinating to me. Uh, fear for mine, I don't have, I've never had any of those. Yeah. And most stuff people that have been in stuff for a long time don't. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just the way we're wired, their personality. The ones that do, don't last long at all. Yeah. You know, uh, because if you're, you're going to get hurt. And, you know, and, and also that's another thing to point out. You know, people think action acting is glamorous and stunt acting is glamorous and stunt is glamorous. We have so much fun to it. Yes, of course, but Truth be told, it's not a matter of, you know, if you get hurt. It's just when you get hurt. Because you, you, you get hurt. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, right? You, you hear people, you know, heck, there was a gal, um, Olivia, I'm trying to remember her last name, but poor, poor girl over in the uh, region of England. She, you know, got knocked out by the motor arm, and she, she lost her arm. I don't know the whole, like, you know, how oh, wow. she's been doing, but, you know, and then I know that the guy that was doubling uh, Daniel Radcliffe for Harry, Harry Potter, he, he got, you know, paralyzed. Yeah. So there are deaths that happen, there are injuries that happen, there are, you know, and that's kind of what you just know going in, and you do the safety, safest you can do, but it is a dangerous job. Yeah. That is also why it's a hard job to break into. Because, you know, you have to be, be vetted by your peers. And honestly, people that have fear for this kind of job shouldn't do it because it's weird. You know, it leads to injury. It leads to accidents. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, um, what does it feel being in the background instead of like the main star? Because you know you're really making the main star look good, but no one really knows the stunt performer behind it. Um, do you mind that, like you know, you're in the background and not many people would know who you are? Well, that's a weird question to ask because I'm now a lead actress for the past four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I can't say that. That that's, that's no. I mean, at that time, though, at that time. You know what? I didn't care. Uh, here's the funny part about it. Yeah. I actually never pursued acting. I'm, I'm a very private person. Yeah. And I like taking those smaller roles. Mm-hmm. And I like I like going to Starbucks with my kid, okay? I like going to Disneyland with my kid. Yeah. I like being traveling with my kid. I'm a single mom. I don't have to carry worries because I'm not, you know... Johnny Depp, thank God. I don't want to be like Angelina Jolie. God bless them. I don't know how they do it. I would never want that life for me and my child. Uh, So I actually never thought I would even 
be in the position that I would only be acting and doing my own stuff mm-hmm. because I was always private and I, and I always, you know, liked being very insular. So I didn't mind being in the background. Mm-hmm. It was very comfortable for me, as most stunt people it is. Mm-hmm. But then I was getting job offers, and, you know, my, my father is hardworking man from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was raised to understand is you do not turn down opportunities. Mm-hmm. You take your opportunities and you do a great job. It comes to you for a reason. That's what God puts on your lap and you take that opportunity. So that's how I ended up doing more acting with my own stunts than just stunt work. And, you know, but yeah, it, and most of people don't have that mentality of they need to be the star. And, you know, it just, because honestly, yeah. we have such a nice life. Like, I can go camping with my friends. I don't, I don't have to worry about the paparazzi stalking my home. And <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I can look bad. Yeah. And leave my house. I go to Vaughn's and buy a carne egg looking like a hobo. And no one will know we're here. <laughs> it's great. I don't have to wait. I don't have to need to see that on you weekly having a bad PMS moment and boom there it is on the tabloid no thank you I'm good mm-hmm. <laughs> I know and then you don't have TMZ in your face while you're throwing out your garbage or anything exactly like I cannot that is so horrifying to me but you know granted it's I don't I, I, you know, I know some of these people and they're just wonderful souls and quite a few of them did not you know, we just do what we love, and they do what they love, and and the ones that have real, they're really good actors and have longevity get that point. You know, it wasn't for fame that just sort of was that byproduct. And then once that happens to you, you can't go back. Yeah. You know, because it's always the same issue. Uh, so, yeah, God bless them, and just it's it's interesting. You know, I, I don't, it's a certain kind of, um, I don't know, I, I like people too. I don't want to feel like I'm quarantined from people. And yeah, like I said, I enjoy legendaries of hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, what is the most hurt you ever been on set? Like, have you ever had any broken ribs doing the stunt? Like, what's the most serious injury you had doing the stunt performance? Um, you know what? I've been very, very lucky. I've only had one, like it was a motorcycle thing go bad, and that was because I did not listen to the stunt coordinator. I listened to the director. Mm-hmm. The director was an idiot, <laughs> and I and, I, and he's the only director I will ever say this about because I worked with so many wonderful people, and I was young, and I, I, I didn't. Yeah, as a stunt performer, you listen to the stunt coordinator because they understand the safety. They understand um, <clears throat> what you need to, you know, get the job done. And I was starting from an area where, you know, the bike was huge for me. And I actually was starting farther back so I can get my balance so that I can run. It was a slalom. This is a complicated course. And, uh, and it was in, in between cars and whatnot. And... Then, when the stunt coordinator went to the bathroom, because he, he, all day, the stunt coordinator told the director, no, she's starting there, because this is what's safe, and this is what she needs to do to get that, you know, and like I said, I was young, and not very, um, you know, you just want to do the job, you want to, you know, listen to your employers, but anyways, he moved the startup where he wanted it the whole time. And instead of waiting for the stunt coordinator and setting up for myself, I listened to this person who was not qualified in stunts. He was, and he was rude to everybody, one of those yellers. And <laughs> yeah. sure, sure enough, I went down. And you know what? I have, and I blamed myself because I should have stood up to myself for myself and said, "We will wait till the stunt coordinator comes back." Yeah. So yes. <laughs> That's what pertains to all stuff people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow, so I'm saying... Which, um, well, no, which, which director was this, or you don't want to say? I'm not going to say his name. He knows he's an idiot. <laughs> I've never seen, actually, I haven't seen him direct anything else. 
He hasn't directed you know, anything honestly, else. <laughs> I haven't seen him direct anything else. I really haven't. That's probably why. Oh. It, 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 you know, <clears throat> he just, yeah, uh, it's one of those unbelievable. But I always tell performer, listen to yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I've been blessed. I really have, my God. I've only had one bad stunt coordinator I worked for, and he was a racist. That was a special day. Oh, my and God. then I, so every other stunt coordinator I've worked for, though, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful people. Uh, every director I've worked for, other than that one guy, wonderful people. Um, you know, most people that have, this is a, I think, misconception of Hollywood. Most people that have longevity and are here a very long time and are successful and continue to work are nice people. Mm-hmm. You know, and they care about people and they, they love their job. And, you know, people think, oh, they're mean or oh, that's awesome. No, if they were that horrible, your team really won't look much because it's a very long day on set and no one likes that. And, mm-hmm. and you find more nice people than there are bad people in Hollywood, to tell you the truth. Well, that's kind of refreshing to hear because all you hear is the horror stories about directors. So that's pretty interesting to hear that. Well, you know, it's like this. It's like the news. What's recorded? Bad things, right? Yeah, that's true. And often they don't hear, oh my God, he was so nice to work for. It was really great. He made it safe. My wardrobe was there. Great makeup artist. But you, you rarely hear people... Oh my god, there's a nice guy. Or, wow, he's so professional. Like, storyboards were clear. I was able to get a gist of the character. I talked to the director. He walked me through the character so well. Let me bring what I had to the table with it. And then physically, you know, I gave him what he was looking for. Wow, what, what I can do. And but you don't hear that. <clears throat> you hear stories of, you know, God knows what. And because those are the ones that are going to stand out to media. Mm. Um, you know, I was actually, what is your favorite film to do a stunt in and your least favorite film to do a stunt in? My favorite film to do a stunt? You have never been asked that. <laughs> oh my god, I've never been asked that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I have to say this. Yeah. I'm a fan of Agents of Shield, and I was just in Agents of Shield, so I'm happy about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that and that was a good episode. Thank you. You're welcome. Um Yeah, so that was a lot but I you know, I really liked watching War of the Woman. That was fun. And Tom Cruise is very nice, by the way. Yeah. A very nice person. Um I I was with him and Dakota Fanning, I was Dakota Fanning safety. And it it's really this is not a great thing, I'm gonna tell you the truth. And everybody, everybody was on a Steven Silver. He is awesome to work with, by the way. Awesome. Um, my least favorite. Hmm. Was it the one you where you had the motorcycle accident? I, I'm actually not going to say it, only because it is a popular TV show. And when I got in the fight with the racist stunt coordinator. <laughs> 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 he, he said something really bad about the uh, actress's ass because she was Mexican. Oh, and that she can fall on her fucking ass and be okay, and and oh. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, and, we, and we got into it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, what a tool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, hey, racism is alive. I'm not naive to that by any means. Uh, yeah. You know, it just. I, I have I have limited tolerance for it, though. Yeah. Um, who's um, who's your um, inspiration for like? Is there any like stunt women who are in who are in your field that you looked up to or aspire to be like, or you just followed your own path? I just followed my own path. There's, there were so many wonderful women um, before me, and they were kind of that roadmap of what to do, what not to do. Yeah. And I took inspiration from around me, both stuntmen and stunt women. Because I've always been very much on my own little page. Mm-hmm. You know, I just do what I like to do and do what I do and what feels organic to myself. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, I, 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 there's so many, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many 
trying to think. Like, you know, for example, I've always respected Jeannie Eppard because she's one of the first, you know, stunt women. And honestly, the fact that she's just was work, you know, works, and I, it's incredible. And there's, there are, there's just so many um, older women that are very impressive. And, you know, one of my early mentors was Lori Seaman, Rick Seaman's uh, wife for cars, and great woman, too. It's, uh, you know, there's, there wasn't, and there's, there's not, uh, yeah, the list can actually really go on. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, what? How did you transition into being just a full-blown actor who can do their own stunts? Like, how did you? Did you just want to get out of stunt and just do acting? No, I would still do stunts to this day. Oh yeah. I love stunts. I love stunts. I love stunts. Yeah. Um, I was in the Navy for eight years. With the stunts, okay. Yeah, um, I just kept getting acting jobs, and I didn't, I didn't submit for them. I didn't apply for them. Just based on my skills, my training, my background, people sought me out. Production companies sought me out. Distribution companies sought me out, and it, it really just found me, and it still does. Yeah, and I, I just again, I concentrate on just being me and doing what I love to do. Hmm. Um, is it harder doing stunts for television shows as opposed to movies, or is it pretty much the same thing? It is. They're different mediums. Um, you know, like, because, example, a TV show, you get the size that day, you know, a lot of the times, and you get the choreography that day, and usually a few hours, if less, to memorize it and put it together and put that character together and go for it. Film, sometimes it's the same, but rarely have more lead time, you have more rehearsal time, and, you know, you get more time to dial in it. So they're very different. It's, um, I love both of them. They're both challenging for different ways. Hmm. Um, also, um, how, like, you know, there's so many things, and, you know, so many people in Hollywood that, um, you know, they give, you know, recognition, you know, recognition to stunt performers and, you know, motion capture performers. Do you feel stunt performers um, get a lot of credit or you think they need to get more credit? <clears throat> I think that they get, should get credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. If you, as an actor, I've never had to hire a stunt double for myself. Yeah. Um, and, but if for whatever reason in my life I have to, I would absolutely. It's not right that you say you did something and you didn't. Yeah. It's not right that, you know, you can't do backflips. You can't. That's okay. Someone else did that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's fair. And see, the reason why I also think it's a big deal is it affects the wages. Mm-hmm. So without recognition, stunt performers can only go by saying, you know, right. So there's no really higher negotiations based on, you know, there's no real credit where credit is due. There's no real, um, you have, in the global market, you're an unknown face. And you don't have, how do I say it, um, there's no worth on you as a person in the sense to negotiate your salary. So example, if you have a film, like, you know, a new film coming out, you're selling your movie. You want to sell your movie, obviously. So, oh my gosh, if you can get Johnny Depp, she, you know, and we all know what his rate is. Yeah. You can get, you know, Channing Tatum. Boom, there you go. These, these names are commanding audience, bring audience, which is why they get paid more, and that is fair for these people. Yeah. Some people are not known at all. So then... In numbers, they, as people, as persons, as individuals, are not providing the audience. The idea is, you know, you can get 10 different guys to do the same job. So, therefore, a stunt person has a harder time negotiating their rate. Now, stunt driving, 
has been a little different. There are certain things that are different. Like, for example, I have negotiated higher rates because I was the only woman to do a particular stunt job mm-hmm. for Audi. This happened. Um, and that does happen, but it's so rare because you're unknown. So when you don't get awards and you are unknown, you do not have a, a viable footprint in the market for distribution companies and producers. Your name does not bring audience. Your name does not sell the film. Your actions do, but under the guise of Chad Tatum. Mm-hmm. So you can be replaced by five other stunt guys. So you're going to get bag minimum versus getting what Chad Tatum is getting, or even a quarter of that. Uh, because you're not commanding the audience because no one knows who you are. So yes, I think they deserve recognition. I think they deserve credit where credit's due so that they can start commanding better salaries as some people, you know, the longevity, some are here a long time and some get hurt and some have to retire out early. I know some people that are struggling to make ends meet because of this backward situation. You know, um, so I really do think that's why they should be given credit and that's why some people need recognition, you know, and more popularity is so that they can have a footprint as individuals in the marketplace to negotiate better for themselves. Have you done um, stunts for like the same? Do you get like let's say if you if you were stunt performing for um, I don't know uh, Lucy Lawless and she wants you to do um, more work for her, would you do it like if she's doing like three movies? Are you the stunt person to go to to do it for her, or it varies? Well, I I would not do that because okay. I would not take that job doubling her because I don't double anyone. Okay, but I do know people that do. Okay, and that's what they do is just double. Oh, okay. Um, also, um, um, being a stunt performer, there's so many grueling things you have to go through. And um, like, has there ever been a time where you know, I guess you know, you know, your mother, like, was you pregnant at the time doing the stunts, or like, there's was there anything that that was you know conflicting while you was doing stunts? I would say sitting in a cesspool of gross, probably parasitic water for all day long was nasty. <laughs> what? <laughs> How, what was that? Yes, I, was, I was on a film, and yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw parasites in that water. It was pretty awful. <laughs> so you all, after to go through that too, though, you know, you're you're put in some peculiar situations and environments, and you know, they're not always the most manager. Just about it. The, um, the stunt performance is like a big community. You guys all get along? Like, you guys all hang out sometimes? Or? Yeah, it's, it's, it's more like a family. Yeah. It really is. Um, it's very much like a family. You have, it's, you know, at the core of everything I do, like, I always say I have my stunt family and martial arts family. It, it, we all train together. We all understand, you know, the the rigors of the job, and you know, it's, it's constantly because it's it's constant training to be able to do any sort of stuff. You know, what you don't want to do is you're not ready for something, and then you get called for a job, and you're out of shape or you're not prepared. That's that's not going to get you very far. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Do you think um. Um, like they they should do like a documentary about stunt people, like stunt you know, ever it's stunt women, well, men, they, women. Well, they're doing a, a friend of mine's doing a stunt coordinating documentary right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you give me a little oh, bit of details on that? Coordinators. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's being done, but and again, that would garner you know better wages for people and you know more to negotiating power. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, speak, uh, and also um, going back to the martial arts I know martial arts is a huge discipline for you and you know you talk about all the accolades you have for martial arts um, how was the training with um, Jean LaBelle oh Jean is awesome Uncle Jean he's, yes. he's one of those people that 
I still wouldn't mess with that man. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I love training with him because, much like my ACGs and whatnot, but he never babied me. He never, uh, you know, it wasn't, he trains you the same, whether you're a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, you know, and he, he mostly had me train with men, which was great because that was more practical. And, you know, at the end of the day, like he would say, the people that are, if you ever get attacked, it's most likely not going to be by a woman. So why mm. not make you useful? Uh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's amazing. And he has to do the greatest sense of humor. Oh, my God. Greatest sense of humor. People don't realize that. He's quite funny. Do you, funny have, do you have any funny Jean LaBelle stories? Um, other than weirdos coming into the... the in the dojo to be choked out by him. <laughs> Why? I, you know, understanding that when you get choked out, that the reason why you pass out is because oxygen has been, you know, depleted from your brain. Like, you've cut off oxygen supply to your brain. Mm-hmm. So, it's not the wisest thing to do, no. And some people will party themselves. So, yep. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. You you want the brain cells. You really want the brain cells. (laughs) Apparently not at that moment. (laughs) It's weird. It's weird. You'll go to conventions and people will line up and you're you're, you're like, what is wrong with me, people? Why? No. (laughs) Don't. Yeah. He has a passport too. Don't give you, I got choked out by Dean LaBelle patch. He will. Oh my god. Uh, no thanks. I don't want to get choked out by Judo Jean LaBelle. No way. <laughs> no. You know, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, uh, thank you. Um, have you ever had Maybe. to deal, have, have you ever to deal with a situation with like, you know, like let's say a guy trying to date you and he feels like he has to like one up you or something like that? Like, hey, I'm pretty tough too. Or you never had a situation like that? Oh my God, that's so common. It's ridiculous. Oh, for real? <laughs> It's, it's, and men can be tragedies, yeah. <laughs> it, honestly, you're sitting here going, wow, I'm sitting here listening to you run your mouth that you can possibly kick my ass because that's what every girl wants to hear on her first date is how you feel you can kick my ass because why, why is this a conversation? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Excuse my language. Don't say what you Wow. More often than you realize, like, they just sit there going, okay. This is a long moment, and I'm just going to sit here and be polite and let you go along with your ego. That you have no fight training, but we're going to let you go ahead and run your mouth. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those go absolutely nowhere. Um, it happens a lot to women. It's funny because I action actresses, I have friends that we talk about this all the time. Like um, the insecurity, and, and you know, don't ask an athletic woman out if you weren't qualified to date her. Okay. And, you know, I like athletic men, and mm. I prefer men from fight backgrounds and martial artists. And the reasoning being is it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to worry if I'm going to kill the man I'm dating by, by a freaking heart attack because I take him on a, on a 10-mile hike that we have to repel on or something. <laughs> this, you know, that's what I consider a good time. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's it's called dating with practical purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because people say, "Oh, you're just you know you we're just being uh, stuck up," or no, it's called I really have just a lifestyle things I like to do, and whatever I date, I'd like to do them with me and be able to keep up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to administer CPR. I don't want to have to call nine one one. I, I want to know that you're just you're gonna be good. Um, also, um, you've been known to train with different types of weapons. Um, what is your favorite weapon of choice? I love my bullets. Oh, okay. <laughs> they get the job done quicker. I quicker. love yeah. my bullets. <laughs> the shell they make is so cool. And they're just fun. They're fun. 
love my <laughs> um, what is your motto in life? Like, do you what what do you go by in life? Like, what's your quote to get through the day, or do you, do you have a favorite quote? I do. I want to say I hashtag it all the time. Wake up, kick ass, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I go by. You know. Uh, and um, what you is what, do. Uh, what is your favorite food? Like, what's your favorite hobby? Your favorite food. Favorite food? It's Mexican food. I know it's so cliche and terrible to say, but it's the truth. I love Mexican food. You know, I can't help it. I am the, yes, I will buy a taco truck any day. That is my happy, bad taco for lunch. Speaking of tacos, are you one that hates people that put sour cream on their tacos, or you're fine without the sour cream? Nah, do what you gotta do. your favorite hobby? Is your son a martial arts fan? My son, he is a martial artist. Yeah, I've been yeah. training him since he couldn't move. Yeah. Uh, how, like, what, 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 what belt is he? Questions, Crystal. Um, what's yeah. um, what's your favorite? Who's who's your favorite MMA fighter? If you're a fan of um, UFC MMA from female division. Oh, female division. Okay, so I have always okay. It's complicated because for me, I've always been a fan of Ronda Rousey, but she's yeah. also trained by Joe Corn and Jean LaBelle, so she is from my family. Yeah. So I will always, you know, number one, uh, Ronda Rousey, and. Oh, what's her name? Um, Jordana. Jor- Jor- Josephina. She's from Romania. Oh my God, I remember the gal's name. She's amazing. Uh, she's like a long last name or something, I think. Uh, it's, it's a hold on. Her name is Josephina. Um, hold on. She's in she's in uh, the UFC circuit. Uh, is it? Hold on, UFC. I'm trying to think of. Mm-hmm. She's Romanian, I believe. Uh, I cannot remember for the life of me right now. But um, if I did, it would be great because she's amazing. Uh, and, you know, those have been my, like, I 
and I've always, okay, and I've always, I'm a big fan of Cyborg. Her last name is Santos. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is just that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, uh, um, earlier on, would you ever had thought about doing MMA if you could turn back the hands of time? Um, well, I did underground fighting, but I wouldn't, as far as, like, the professional UFC now and all that, I make, make way more money in film and TV than I would there, so I don't see the point. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I mean, yeah, you can make good money there. and the, But, you know, there's so many crossovers now, too, which is nice. I guess I never thought about it because I'm not at that stage in my life where I feel I have anything to prove. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, professional fighting. You know, when you originally get into it and it becomes your job, it's because you're still proving something. You've got something to prove. And then, and, you know, and then, then it becomes a person's job because I have a friend who will apply to the UFC fights. And it is their job. And now they're not really having anything to prove anymore as to just this is their job but when you're starting off fighting that's that's the stage of your life you're in and this is not a thought to me because i'm so far from that you know it's why would i want to be knocked out and then you know possible injury and the um lose out on filming four or five films in a year because I was dumb enough to do that. You say you did some underground fighting. You mean like some kind of like blood sport, like Jean-Claude Van Damme, Frank Dukes type thing? Perhaps. We won't talk about that. <laughs> boo, boo. Oh, you did? <laughs> no, I, 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 grew up, I grew up in, in a bad Did you really get, did you get hurt on doing underground fighting, or? No. No, not at all, good. Was, no. <laughs> God. No. Oh, man. Um, and my final question to you, Crystal, is what would the crystal of today tell the crystal of yesterday? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that is one thing. 
that I would go back and tell myself is, it doesn't matter where you go to college, it doesn't matter that you finished. Because mm-hmm. that's how it turned out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? All that stuff was for nothing! <laughs> Why? <laughs> My God! Who does this? Um, and um, what happens next for Crystal? What's 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 in the future for you? What's going on? Well, I just finished a film called Paying Mr. Maggetti, which is starring Don the Dragon Wilson and R. Marcus Taylor. That is, uh, you know, it's the, another martial arts action movie. Obviously, it's great. You know, no, there's quite a few uh, known martial arts on YouTube, so that's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, I also was in another movie with Don Dragon Wilson called The Martial Arts Kid, and our Michael Taylor was in that one too. That is also starring T.J. Storm and Cynthia Rothrock, and that is the that was just released on DVD recently. Oh, finally, finally, um, yes. Yeah, so that's probably on DVD. That was just recent, and I'll make a post about that. Uh, keep forgetting. And we, and then, I, and then, of course, uh, my episode of Agents of Shield just aired. Mm-hmm. Coming up, I will. I'm also in another movie, another martial arts movie, MMA movie called Hellbroke Lucci. Mm-hmm. And uh, then another movie that is another martial arts movie, but it, they are not giving me the title yet, and I will be. Uh, uh, working with some A-list actors on that one, so that one's kind of um, on lockdown as to what I can say. But that is what's going on. Mm, amazing. And um, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, um, what's your social media platforms? Oh, my! You can find me at uh, on Facebook is Crystal Santo, and on Instagram is official Crystal Santo. And on Twitter is Crystal M. Santos. Oh. Does somebody already have Crystal Santos on Twitter? They get to switch to the M? They did, and I just put the M in there. I'm like, ah, okay. I, like, <laughs> no, I just don't, I, I don't care about that stuff. I don't. I uh, you know, it's so funny because people ask me all the time. I'm like, I don't care. Like, you know. <laughs> 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 it's there. Or, or, or a picture with you holding a weapon as well, though, too, right? Well, you have like you have like a you have a sinister look when you're doing it. Like you just look crazy. Well, you know what it is, you know what it is, is I play a lot of I play, I play two types of characters: law enforcement, things get hired for a lot, yeah. or assassins, or you know, or the, the villains. Um, and it, it, I think it's the dark hair and the high cheekbones. Yeah, and, and also I'm, oh, I play. I first mentioned I'm in a show called uh, Nightmares. Yeah. And I play one of the monsters that haunts your dreams. <laughs> wow. You know what it is, though? You have a very authoritative face, though. You have that, like that, you have a leader face. If, oh, thank you. And that, you know, if it sounds flattering, that's what I mean. You have, like, a very authoritative face. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I take it as a compliment. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely, and those are the roles that I play, and I'm okay with that. You know, I, I I like those roles. But, you know, I always get stronger roles, so I don't. Um, I, if I ever am hired to play a weak character, that would be an interesting challenge. Hmm. I can't picture you as a weak character, but you know, it's all acting, Nobody so can. yeah, <laughs> it is. You know, um, so you never know. 
Oh, and I did forget, there is another film uh, coming up called Johnny Dingo's Eyeball. That's a comedy, and that one has Louis um, Mandelore and Judge Nelson in it. And I will be filming that uh, hopefully this year as well. And I, I that one is about a woman whose husband has stole something from her, passed away, she found out. And it's a, it's a, it's a comedy heist movie of her trying to recover, recover her property. Amongst the other criminals, I believe it belongs to them. Well, Crystal, you're a busy, a busy woman, man, and you're booked all over. And um, the sky's the limit for you. And um, I look forward to seeing you on the small screen and the big screens. And thank you very much. Oh my God, thank you too. You know, and I definitely hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.